Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Hope for Today with Naja Brown and Zenobia Bailey. And I am Zenobia, and with me is, hello out there. Hi, this is Naja. Thank you for tuning in, our listening audience, and Zenobia, welcome back. You were Thank sorely you so missed much. last I, time. <laughs> that's true. I, for, I had forgotten about that. I've kind of been about many times since that last podcast, but Thank you for welcoming me back, and yes, it's good. It, it to was strange to, to to be on the air without you. So, and I think I mentioned that to you. So, yes, welcome, welcome, welcome back. I I feel the welcome, and uh, an audience. We are just so glad to have you here with us, listening um, anytime you can. And thank you for sharing with other people so that they might listen in and support us as well. Today, we're going to continue our series. Uh, we're going to focus on prayer. And to you, Naja, as well as to the audience, I want to just center a little bit for a moment on a specific element of prayer. It's so huge, isn't it, Naja? We were talking about that the other day. It's, it's so broad and wide. But I want to take a moment to just share a visual picture that I have when I think about prayer, and that is its connectivity. Um, I, I, I envision it being almost like a cord that has to be plugged into its outlet, uh-huh. and it ignites our entire lives without prayer, especially for the Christian. Without prayer, we are ineffective. And with it, we are ignited, and it ignites us to the one to whom we pray. Um, yes. I think, you, do you like that? I love that. Yes, I do. That connectivity, yes, I do. That's our lifeline. Uh-huh. Yes, lifeline. That's a wonderful word. And then I think about uh, a passage in Scripture. It's very short. At least I'm going to pull out from a section of it. And it's in First Thessalonians, the fifth chapter. Some versions say, well, there are a lot of different versions, of course, of the Bible. But some versions say, pray without ceasing. Another, uh, the NIV says, pray continually. And that helps us to see that it's a heart's attitude, that we are to always be prayerful. Uh-huh. Um, what do you have to say about that, Naja? Um, I know that that passage is a, or those two words, are something that... Um, you gravitate towards as well. So what I'd like to get your input here. Yes, well, thank you. I like your, your vision of prayer, and I have a, a, a little uh, a vision also. It's something that I 
have grown into being able to articulate, uh, and that is prayer for for, for me and and what I actually envision, of course, is approaching uh, the holy throne of God, the the throne of grace, and being able to be uh, in communication with him and dialogue with him and just, just talking, just talking with him. I, I know that when I first became a Christian, I had this, this, this thought and probably a vision that I had to stand and prostrate myself before him and, and you know, have all these articulate words, and I had to make sure I started out one way and ended another way, but I realized it's, it's just almost like not to, to minimize our, our, our reverent approach to him, but just sitting uh, in his presence and being able to talk with him, but not only me dialoguing with him, but also him dialoguing with me. And then if I look at 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, uh, pray without ceasing, pray continually, that just tells me that I should be, my, my heart should always be in prayer because prayer is a, uh, it, it's worship. And yeah. uh, it's, it doesn't necessarily call for me to be uh, on bended knees at the side of my bed or in some sort of um, head-bowing stance, but that my heart should be worshipful toward the Lord, and, and that includes um, talking with Him, just expressing my thoughts and, and, and thanking Him and praising Him and asking if I need to, pleading with Him if I feel like I should, but it's the it's the the stance of humility, sincerity, and then also in faith. So that's what comes to mind for me when it comes to prayer. Well, I appreciate that, and it that helps to give um, all of us a a better <clears throat> picture of um, of of what prayer can and should entail. Um, I think it's very important to remember that we don't have to have any particular position and we don't have to be in a particular place. We could be walking down the street. We could be jogging down the street. We could be showering. We could be driving, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, We could be sitting in a theater uh, uh, at a business meeting. It doesn't matter, does it? It doesn't matter at all. There may be opportunity if you're in a quiet place to, to render... Uh, a more devoted uh and what i mean what I mean by devoted is more time consecrated uh um element where you you know maybe you wanna go on for a long period of time that's what I'm trying to say, not so much devoted in terms of sacred and all of that, although that element does come to play, but just consecrated time. An extended period of time now you may want to go you may want to go to a quiet place but that quiet uh-huh. place could be dark it doesn't have to be by the bedside or uh, prostrate on the floor or you know your hands folded a certain way etc so thank you Naja, for that oh you're welcome I wanted to look to at our our days these days are so full of calamities and tumults in the United States as well as worldwide, and no wonder um, we are encouraged and commanded to pray without ceasing. Um, yes. It is just, um, we, how do you make it? I, you know, I know some, some do or believe they do without 
prayer, but I having not prayed, but having not been a praying woman uh, for a part of my life, and then becoming one, I just don't know how I made it um, prior to. And when I think about these days that we are living in, with just there's just so much that's wrong and going awry. And I know the Bible tells us that there's nothing new under the sun, and we've had these issues all along. Uh, but for for my eyes and my being, um, it's just that I hadn't lived all of this before. <laughs> there's nothing new. Nothing new is to God. There's nothing new to God. He's in control of it all, uh, and I need to rest in that. But I've not lived it, and so it's new to me. Uh-huh. It's new to some of us, even though it's not new under the sun. And then I think about this verse in Second Chronicles. I'm going to read the entire verse. It's okay. actually the first verse that I learned by heart. Um, and it is, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. Uh-huh. And when I when I think on this verse, I know it was given to Israel, but when I think on this verse, it helps me to know that we, as Christians, have a huge responsibility for what is going on in the world, a huge responsibility to pray um, yes. for what's going on in the world. The Bible tells us to pray for our leaders and 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 all who are in authority. And I just wonder, when I look out and see the crumbling of our nation, how much are we really praying, Naja? Oh, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Yes. How much are we really praying? And before praying, he's asking us to humble ourselves uh-huh. and and then pray. And he doesn't stop there. Seek his face. And then this is the killer. Turn from our wicked ways. So yes. I can't be looking at you thinking, well, I wonder what she's not doing right. I have to look at my own heart Yes. and let the microscope of the scriptures the microscope, rather, of the scriptures uh-huh. reveal what's wicked and wrong in what I'm doing and asking God to take care of that. And uh-huh. I'm not saying that he, the he or these verses are suggesting that everything's going to be perfect because we know that that's not the case. But we yes. have a huge responsibility I like that. And then he will heal our land. Yes, yes. Yes. Now that brings to mind a passage in Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7, and I'll read through those very quickly. Verse 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. Verse 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And verse 7 says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your mind, minds in Jesus Christ. So that, you know, when you 
talk about what's going on in the world today, a lot of unrest, a lot of civil unrest, a lot of political unrest, a lot of tumultuous things. I mean, airports being bombed. I mean, we can just go on and on and on. So we as believers, we, we, can, we can rejoice in the Lord because we do have hope. And then let our general spirit be known to all men. You know, you can get into these conversations with people, you know, who are looking at one political candidate or uh, believe that, you know, a situation should remedy itself by uh, not allowing having um, any immigrants in, 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 uh, in, in the United States. I mean, either way, but you can get into those uh, debates or you can get into those arguments, but let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near, and then for us not to be anxious. So as we go through these times, like you said, there's nothing new under the sun, but these times we've not experienced before because we're living in them, right? But by prayer, everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, we have to let our requests be made known to God, and then his peace will surpass all comprehension, anything that we could ever comprehend, and he'll guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. I love that passage because there's a lot of things that are going on right now and today that could cause us to be very anxious. People have anxiety attacks and things are going on, but I love this passage because it's just a reminder that God is still in control, like you said, and he is near. He's not far, and he will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Naja, for that input. And so we see that prayer is huge, as we mentioned initially, and audience we are going to return in two weeks, Lord willing, and we yes. will continue the development of the topic of prayer, looking at various types of prayer use. And, Naja, would you like to close us out? Is there anything you'd like to say before we say adieu? I'd like to say thank you for to our audience for tuning in and just know that we are in prayer always, continuously, and we we just thank you for allowing us to, to broach the subject, and hopefully there's something that you can glean from it, uh, from this podcast and then the podcast that we'll be uh, broadcasting in the future um, that would encourage you to increase your prayer life or be more specific in your prayer life or to continue to pray for others or not to hesitate to petition God for something that you want. So we'll be covering all of those areas, and we just hope that you'll tune in and, and participate with us. Thank you, Naja, and thank you again, audience. We will see you again in two weeks if all goes like we planned. We never know, do we, Naja? That's right. <laughs> God bless you so all. Good night, everyone. Have a wonderful rest of the week. <laughs>